hello everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the my love of golf podcast yes it's roscoe here your host and we have a a regular guest it's the rocket man no music today rocket we're just cracking straight onto it there's a big night for me uh rocket it's the golf uh business award season i guess you could say and uh and yours truly is up for an award uh rocket not in the podcasting space not yet we'll get there with that uh rocket but uh up for a, a little business award so got to be off offline here and online at uh one of these virtual awards which i've never been part of but um how are you mate are you well i'm good i've been recuperating the rocket man was a little bit uh a little bit sick so we obviously haven't been able to record for the last few weeks, but you know, on the drugs and uh, and feeling a lot better. Uh, drugs being antibiotics because I had a throat infection. Well, of course you were missed, and uh, but the timing couldn't have been better for for you know having a little break from the Roscoe and Rocket juggernaut because as you know. Uh, I was down at Barn Burgle, down in your neck of the woods, down in home state territory, uh, Rocket, down in, in Barney, Barney. Wow. First time for me, as the uh, listeners know, and a lot of people are waiting for my uh, digestion of the experience down there, which I might I might save, but uh, for and make a little sort of Did feature. you get to the Bridgeport Hotel? No. Oh. No. Well, let me put it, let me put it this way. You know, we, we rolled into Launceston at 11 something or other and picked up the rental car. Straight off to Bamboogle, I basically got changed in the car park, straight onto the first tee. That, that was 18 holes, straight into the sports bar at Lost Farm for too, much, is that place? too, much, too much pizza, uh, straight into bed, fell asleep uh, with the phone on my face, um, maybe texting Mrs. My Love of Golf, ah. trying to you know capture some of the images from uh, Bamboogle Dunes. Next morning, 40 holes, yes, 40 holes, teed off in the dark, Finished the forty holes straight to the restaurant, which uh, for those you of you play Lost Farm twice, then with the the extra holes. Yes, so that's why it's forty holes. There's two spare holes in the Lost Farm layout, and we played that twice, so that's forty holes. Uh, magnificent dinner overlooking the whole complex uh, up in the restaurant there. So those of you that have been will know that very well. Those of you that you haven't, don't be like me and leave it um, so long. Get down there, uh, get down there, and then we had the next day, our last day, the flight wasn't until nine o'clock so it left plenty of pl- plenty of time to fill in 36 more holes uh on bumble dunes so 94 holes in two and a half days i thought that wasn't a bad effort uh rocket man and that let me good. tell you let me tell you i want to be back there i <laughs> i i don't usually get homesickness and you know when i get away, away from a holiday i get ready to get back into what what i've been into you know usually work but uh right now I want to be back at Barbuckle playing golf and you know, feeling that fescue on the bottom of my soles of my shoes. I would like to go back there and play bare feet if that was ever possible because uh, it's just a great connection to the land. Great. And I closed my eyes and I thought of missed travels to Scotland and Ireland and all of that link stuff that should have happened last year for me, but never happened for me, never happened for you, never happened for anyone. And uh, I couldn't have been, it was, it was quite emotional rocket. It was actually an emotional experience being down there with, Thinking about first time traveling, uh, first time on a plane, seeing airports, seeing people playing golf, and but being in somewhere which reminded me of being somewhere else, um, it was an emotional experience. It's a great place. It is that. Now, we've got a, a packed episode, which we will fire straight into. As I said, did I mention that I'm up for an award tonight, Rocket, and I've got a, an award ceremony to attend to? I've got to write my speech. I think you uh, you mentioned it in passing. All right. I don't want to put the moz on myself, but I do have to write some notes in, in pre- preparation for an acceptance. You know what's going to happen now. I've put the moz on myself. No. Nah. 
No. I'm confident. I'm confident, Rocket. Um, so we've got the format that we've been running with. I think I've nailed it by now. It's uh, we're going through Rocket's radar. We have a look at the review or review, depends which way you say it or hear it. Yeah. Um, we roll on with a bit of jibber jabber and we talk yeah. about uh, some stuff that's upcoming. Yeah. And you must have several rabbit holes in the bank. Um, so I know you'd be itching to get something out there. I got, the- I got one and I've already, I've already got fan feedback on this one. Okay. Uh, can I just say a quick shout out to my playing partners from last week's pod, uh, not last week's podcast, last week's uh, Barn Boogle uh, trip. Magic Mike, uh, Nick, and Cheese. Uh, Cheese refers to himself in the third person as the Cheese Man, so um, <laughs> he, he, will, he will get a laugh out of that if he's listening. Um, I just want he to didn't say, grate on you, did he? No, he didn't. Actually, he didn't. He's a wonderful young man. I'd never met him before, and uh, he'd never been to Barnburgle either, but he loved it. Fine young man, and very enjoyable to spend uh, a couple of days away, and it was a great trip. So I just want to say thanks to those guys, and uh, a quick shout out. They will be listening. Mike, if you're listening, I do want you to come on this podcast because I think there'd be a great connection in what you're interested in and what the Rocket Man's interested in and what you like listening to the Rocket Man for. I think you would have a lot of value. So, Mike, I want you on fan. this. I want you on this podcast, Mike. I've got a fan. So, so I've got two. So there's Mar Rocket and then Mike. Well, we've now climbed the ladder to maybe nine listeners. Rocket, well done. Woo. So. Let's, let's, this is where you take over, uh, young man. I've gibbered on enough uh, in the radar. So what is what is on Rocket's radar? Bryson and the blockchain. What, what What's going on? We had, we're Actually, at the dinner table, we had a, a blockchain cryptocurrency uh, discussion at length. There was quite a bit of debate about the, the um, I don't know how to describe it, the relevance of this phenomenal growth of that stuff. What, what What's he got? He's the, been the first professional golfer or probably even first sports person to release his own NFT signed trading card on the blockchain. For those of us that are like me that have limited knowledge, limited interest um, and limited experience with NFT, the blockchain, can you give us a quick sort of rundown of what that might be, what it looks like, what he's done? Is it worth like fifty thousand dollars? I've no idea. Right. I've still got to do my own research to understand, you know, if this is going to be jibber jabber or whether or not it's going to be a thing. Because you think of cryptocurrency and everyone knows about that. You know, everyone's seen that explosion in the last sort of ten years, and that'll just continue on as another form of um, foreign exchange, we'll call it. And NFT is a, a way of leveraging that, so making it public, but then buying a, a unique one piece. A one-off piece that you have for yourself that um, can become exchangeable, and it just lives. We'll call it lives in the blockchain. So whether or not it's public, or then you buy it and then you have it into your own um, uh, wallet uh, as a piece of art. So he's Bryson in the blockchain, and the funny thing is that he probably. I'm looking. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? Him, someone asking him to explain it. Because if it's anything like, you know, the man has a physics degree and still doesn't even understand physics. So, all right, let's, let's see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the day that they, they start to ask him about the technology that underpins NFTs. This is going to be gold. This is just, cont- I, was, I, was, I was feeling quite flat. But then as soon as I saw that and I started thinking about the possibilities, I got quite excited. It's going to be content galore. I can see it now. 
I know you're a big one on Bryson's advisors. You you probably have had sleepless nights wondering who they are, what they do in the round table of the Bryson Chateau, Chateau Brisson, coming up with these plans. What do you think will be next? Yeah, so maybe far, maybe a video, out? maybe he's going to create like a a blockchain video or something like that. You know, like his quarantine video. Oh, I have no idea. Just making stuff up pretty much like what he does. I, I still implore anyone. I still implore anyone to go back and watch his quarantine video. That is 15 minutes of a lot of really weird stuff to unpack. Frying bacon in the, in the um, half naked. Yeah, the frying bacon, going to the gym, the whole, you know, the, the camera inside his house and then him walking in the door, almost like it's some sort of TV show, you know, cleaning the pool, walking around in the yard, driving down some street wherever he's living, looking around with his arm on the, on the side. It's just, it's just content, just gold. You, like, you've got to wonder what's going through the dude's head. And it's like he's made it. Like, like. He's, he's, he's got a W under the belt this year. Um, where, where, where do you see him? You know, trending towards the Masters. You know, like we had this conversation last year. Well, where do you see him going? Look, he might finish. Let's say he would. I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish in the top twenty. The thing that I haven't seen him do yet, because. And he, he came undone last year, or maybe all the protein things, because I think he's a little bit backed up in the stoolage. Um, that's why he had a sore tummy, uh, too many protein shakes and too much bacon and eggs. Um, but I think I think Augusta's a strategy course, right? It's 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 a second shot course, right? Where do you put it in the where do you put it in the fairway? You're actually going to put it in the right part of the fairway to be coming in, and and how are you? How good are you with your irons? So the thing is that he's He's got a really good wedge game, good putting game, but it's it's not actually if you putt okay at Augusta, that's you don't have to have a blinder on the greens. You just have to be putting okay and just put yourself in the right spots to not make big mistakes. But that means that needs a lot of precision with your irons, etc. And I don't think he has that. So he's he's I still think he has this overpower mentality, and that gets in his way. And that's where the big scores happen. So it'll be potentially a repeat of last year. I, I, I'm not going to put him as a favourite, but yeah, think we'll do you, but do you think you've learned a little bit about the you know I can overpower this and dominate this place mentality we had at the end of last year at the Masters? Then do you think he might have learned something? Do you think we'll see? You, you don't think we'll see too much different? Is what what I'm hearing you say? No, he's not learning anything. Yeah, okay. I guess he's just. Once again, backing the backing the the science, um, and he'll he'll bomb and gadget it around wherever he turns up, and he'll just. Do you know what I'm even more excited about? What? Bryson. See, DJ withdrew from even Olympics consideration. That means Bryson's one step closer. Imagine Bryson at the Olympics. It'd be great. Imagine the advice that he could give all the different swimming teams and running and athletes about. Nutrition, protein, you know, maybe you could work with the, the hammer throwing team on on speed, a bit of speed training with Bryson. He could yeah. he could he could is he going to represent the US in golf or everything else? A bit of powerlifting. We're going sort of off track a little bit, but 
what what I've seen, what I've noticed, uh, or either here, but very much so on the uh, the web golf world, is this growth of speed training. And it's like everyone's doing and jumping on this speed training bandwagon. And you're starting to see some people now that have probably been on it a little while now coming off it, going, yeah, for the effort, for the the work, the the intensity that I had to run at and the time that I had to put in, the gains the gains weren't worth it in terms of you know the speed nor the accuracy. So you're seeing some people start to say, oh, I'm not really going that path. I can't remember the couple of people's names that I, I'll dig it out, but but I'm seeing a lot of people, girls, guys, just jumping on this speed. I've got to get speed, got to get speed, swing, and just doing succession after succession of fast swings. Well, the thing is, though, so what people don't realise is that if you take Bryson out of the out of the take Bryson out of it, no one's succeeded. Mm. Everyone that chases distance, right? Speed, they're chasing speed because they want distance, right? Everyone's ch- whoever's chased distance, they haven't succeeded. It, there's there's a very big dumpster of people's careers that have chased distance. Bryson, to his credit, is the one. But then if you break it down. He's obviously looked into it a lot, but then if you you know you listen to a lot of the other people that talk about it, two two factors help him. One, his swing, his swing is geared for it because it's quite repetitive. Right? There's not a lot there's not a lot of moving parts to it because of the the golf machine factor. And the second thing is the fact that his irons are all the same length. So so the, those two factors alone have helped him with the speed because it's like it's it's controllable he's been able to take out a lot of variables which make it easier for him to do that where if you think of everyone else you know the the their swing probably has some more moving pieces to it they also each of their clubs are different different lengths stuff so there's almost like there's many adjustments to your swing based on your club and you know what? What other things are they doing to make sure that the the, the distance you gain is is you don't lose too much accuracy? Because that's the other thing. Bryson hasn't really lost any accuracy. His misses when he misses, his misses are really bad. The thing is, though, the other thing that gets undersold is that where he really got his gut. This is the this is the other thing. This is where people really come undone. And this is where I get frustrated with Rory. Rory talking about, oh, he chased it and he could sort of come undone. Like, no, Rory, your problem is your wedge game. It's, it's, I nearly said the bad word. It is crap. Rory's wedge game is crap. Him talking to Pete, you know, now working with Pete Cowan. Pete Cowan is quite a, a one and zero man, right? We talk about the blockchain. Um, he, he's either he's quite abrupt, right? You're never never going to die wondering what he thinks. He's probably going to be saying to Rory, "I'm not working on your swing, mate. Your wedge game's garbage. We need to work on your wedge game. Anything un- inside 150 yards." So Bryson improved that. Bryson improved his wedge game. The other thing that gets undersold, and this is what people miss out on, is that when Bryson contends and and wins, is when he has a great putting week. He's always in inside the top fifteen strokes gained putting the week that he contends or or wins. He's up near the top. 
because every because here's the thing is that his iron play is not great. His wedge play is not great. If he has a blinder with the putter, that's when he gets results because he's able to take advantage of those holes where he's able to get it close and wedge it close and stuff like that. But consistency with his irons and wedge game is not there. That's the thing that people have missed. You know, Dustin Johnson was already long, right? He's, but the difference between Dustin Johnson of five years ago and why he's the number one player in the world is his wedge game. Whoops, Kepka, wedge game. They improve their wedge game. They improve their putting. Like, that's, that's what it comes down to. You also talked about Rory and Pete Cowan, and we're going to talk about a quick backtrack on the players because it was a couple of weeks ago now, but you know, one of our favourites, Lee Westwood, didn't quite get over the final hurdle despite 99% of the golfing world oh, barracking How for many him. people were pulling for Westie? Barracking for him. Oh, But he's one of the players that had suspect short game, wedge game, more so the, the, the touch around the green game um, for many years. It's probably still not the premium part of his game, but it's much, much, much better. And I think he was then. Yeah, credit Pete Cowan for helping him through that. Westy's one of the great iron players on the planet and his wedge game, his short game was the thing that would bring him undone normally. Then you only have to look at the last few weeks. His wedge, his, his, his short game is really good, mm. really good. And it, it, you know what? It, pro- it proves to people like me who struggle around that part of the game, who's got a good long game, even as you get older, you can still work on it, you can still improve it, and you can still get better. Um, so I think that's why Lee Westwood's appealing to so many people that he is just that shining light that you can just have fun, you can enjoy your golf, and if you put some work into the areas what you need to work on, you can improve despite you know approaching 50. Uh, so uh, you know, young and old, I think a lot of, a lot of Lee Westwood is just stocks uh, – not the blockchain stocks, but his stocks in the fandom world are growing at a rapid rate. You'd be buying Lee Westwood if you were buying whatever it is you could buy. I would anyway. Um, so it was great to see him come second. I would like to see him win. Anything else stick out there for you, uh, Rocket, at the uh, stadium course over there in Florida? It's good to oh, see yeah. Westy play well. He should have uh, won that. Oh, goodness. My, um, you know, I think we had some picks going on that one. I think. I failed definitely. I think I picked. Uh, I think I picked Martin Laird over Rusty Knox. And oh, I, think, I, I know I had a stinker. Yeah, and I think I might have put the uh, Open Express Big Shot Bob uh, <laughs> up there as well. Or Big Shot Bob missed the cut. It did make me laugh when I heard Andy Johnson the Friday you know, tweet about a super group and it included Big Shot Bob. I loved that Open Express Big. Oh Shot. yeah, it was the yeah because he was paired in the in the uh, the Brown Brigade. That was the Brownout exactly. No, the brown, no, he had the Brown Brigade, but the thing is, though, all through the week, when you would um, you would see when there was any interviews with Westy or, or Louie, is that um, some of the logo, some of the, the graphics were covering the UPS logos. It was a, it was a brown out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the brown out. <laughs> That's why I thought the Urban Express, you know, he should have just had a little bit of an Urban Express badge on there. Um, so Rusty Knox uh, beat them all. And... Um, but I think uh, the rest of our tips were pretty, pretty, no, rank, pretty ordinary. Rank no, arena. Was, yeah, I know. I've had a couple of bad weeks, so I've kind of just put the put the uh, left the rocket on the launch pad for the last few weeks because uh, just not feeling it. So rather rather keep the powder dry than go and just 
fire off rockets everywhere. Yeah, when we talk about golfers who who are doing things that we like, it is hard not to like the way that Matty Jones gets about his golf, and he's been credited widely uh, and rightly so for just the no fuss, no fuss, um, no fuss, no frills approach. I guess if that's a, one way of describing it, that he goes about just golfing his ball around in the lowest possible score. Um, you know, to get minus 12 and, you know, have a five-shot victory at the Honda last weekend. I think he's got a lot of – his stocks rose as well. And um, I don't think, you know, Especially you and I – the, He played the last round with the pace guard. In short, congratulations, Matt Jones, and what a win. That was awesome. That was awesome. I moved a few meetings that morning to watch <laughs> to watch the end. <laughs> you have a little cheer? Did you, you know, you out of your seat sort of, you know? Oh, I was fist bumping. Yeah. I was fist bumping because he's a good dude. Went to Arizona State. I think he's a teammate of, um, oh, hang on. Who was he a teammate of? I was almost going to say Paul Casey, but Paul Casey's a few years older than him. But, yeah, he's an Arizona State guy. So he did his, um, and he still lives in Scottsdale, I think. So, um, actually, no, I think he's a teammate of Paul Casey's. I think he's a freshman when Paul Casey was a senior. I think he might be right. Can, can you believe that it was like six or seven years ago since his last win, which to me seems like yesterday? Last win on the US tour? Yeah. He is defending an Australian Open champion. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I mean. Last win on the PGA Tour, yes. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but... Well, well you know, he's been working really hard and, um, you know, I saw he was in the same group as... Max Homer in the last three groups at um, Riviera and still finished, I think, tied for eighth there. So he's trending in the, he's been trending and, um, you know, some really good little interviews and stuff like that. Even him talking about um, saying that he was feeling really good coming into the week. And it actually said to his team that, um, he reckons he's going to be actually hard to beat. Actually, I think his comment was he said to his team, if someone beats me this week, they're cheating. That's how confident he was. Confidence is good. Yes, positive self-talk. Confidence is good. As long as you've done the work and you believe that you've got the ability, well, the confidence... Came out, shoots, you know, I get a three-shot lead after the first round, shoots nine under 61, comes out all guns blazing, holds on for... Friday, Saturday, the conditions are a little bit... And then um, even with Mr. Wise having a lead, he, he ran him down. Mr. Wise, he threw up all over himself multiple times. He was terrible on the greens. And then, you know, then also playing with um, the pace car who was hitting it all over the park, five-shot win. Like some of the shots he was hitting, like, and, and the bounce backs make a bogey in. Some of the birdies he was making on some of the holes, they're tough holes, and he's just going at it like it was just, yep. Yeah. Any big boy pants, good stuff. Uh, any other standouts, notable performances, uh, things that caught your eye? Yeah, Camilo. I like I like the fact that Camilo Vijegas. I still can never get my head around saying Vijegas. <laughs> I always want to say Vijegas. If anyone wants to correct us on the you know correct pronunciation of um, that, there we go. T-A. That's good. Yeah, 
Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be quite emotional about that. It wasn't bad. Um, our boy uh, Lucas uh, made the cut, which was a solid, solid result. Solid, I think, was the way, best way of describing it after um, missing the cut previously. Florida, sw- Florida swings tough. It's like there's some people that do it really well and some don't. I think he learnt a lot, uh, good Lucas, and he's on standby for this week's event uh, down in Austin, Texas, at the moment, and hoping to get a start uh, in that. I think he might be first alternate. And uh, he's got an invitation to Punta Cana, but um, obviously playing in the uh, the um, WGC is a is a priority for him. So yeah, that's what's that's what's going to happen. We'll we'll know tomorrow uh, if he's staying in Austin or he's going down to Punta Cana. So fingers, mate, crossed, fingers crossed, someone stubs their toe. Yeah. Well, I think well, I think the biggest thing is um, just snooping around the traps is people turning up with uh, COVID, you know, the likelihood is someone doesn't pass a COVID test and, you know, there's been players not making, having to WD early, um, they're not passing that. So just got to stay COVID free and hope, not hopefully that doesn't sound right saying that, but you know what I mean. Um, so anything else stand out from you from, from the Honda Classic, mate? Tough course? No. Okay. All right. So this weekend, two events. One which we'll get to see, one that we won't get to see. Is that correct? Yeah, I think the WGC we won't get to see because of that stupid golf TV thing. So you might have to just view it on the free app thingy. So the golf TV, I think you can watch some groups free. Why why do they do this? Uh, The big events and they just, and then they have ads. Like you're going to pay money and then they give you ads. Come on, man. You're a subscription service. And what, you're going to serve me up ads? I'm paying money for you to serve me up ads? Please. Jeez. What's next? You're not going to roll back the golf ball? Oh, that's right. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Oh, that's later. <laughs> Do you have the field there for for the WGC? Because there's usually a couple of withdrawals in this one you know, as we approach the Masters and you know, people reevaluate some schedules. Uh, I haven't seen any particular withdrawals at this point, although I would recommend anyone um, go and have a look at Kevin Kisner's who is the defending champion, Kevin Kisner's um, interview when he was asked about the group he was playing in. So I think he's got JT, Ram, and someone else. I've got to remember the group. And they said, oh, are you excited about your group? And he's like, oh, I'd prefer it if they all withdrew. <laughs> so his group is Justin Thomas, Matt Kuchar, and Louis Oosthausen, right? Okay, so they're all, all absolutely- So they're not, they're not scrubs. Right, yeah. he's defending champion, and and it's the winner of that group moves on, right? So, he's he's the defending champion, and he's yeah, he's got that group, right? So they're going, oh, you know, you excited about being in that group? And he's like, oh, yeah. I prefer if they all withdrew. Ah, uh, he's honest. <laughs> so, so, do you know much about um, where it's being played? Uh, Austin Country Club. It is a oh, it was redesigned. I think um, Crenshaw did it. I'm going to have to double check. So what's the format? How do they run this? Uh, Straight out match play. 64, 32. So 64, and then I think they all got to play each other. I think they go down to 16s. The 64s. Yeah, down, straight down to 16s because it's the winner of each of the groups. And then they go into, or it could be even less. No. We've got 64. I've got to do my math now. 
maybe if it was on TV, I might have been able to figure it out. I know 16. So the winner of each group goes down to, so they go from 64s to a quarter. So I think they play um, two matches each. I think they're going to play three matches over the first two days. So that's why they're starting on the Wednesday. And then they're down to the quarters and it's quarter, no, 16 quarters, semis, and then um, final. So uh, uh, Austin Country Club, oh, Pete Dye, but was, oh, yeah, so it's the home course of uh, Crenshaw and Height. I All think right. I've got the right one. So who you uh, who do you see come through in the uh, the match play, mate? Oh, there's so many people have been up and down. There's no one person that has been in it. Like the obvious one would be Dustin Johnson. Dustin Thomas has been shown good form, and he's he doesn't mind a bit of the match play. Oh, do you know what? Do you know the person I'm really interested in? And Colin Morikawa. Is he just going to wear them down with his iron play? Like his iron play in match play would just frustrate people and force them into making a lot of bad decisions because he's just T green, T green, T green. Uh, who's, Colin, who's Colin got in uh, his round one matchup? So Col- he's got J- uh, JT Poston and then he's got Billy Horschel and Max Homer in his group. Sucks for me because then only one of them's going to get through. What are your what are your thoughts on the uh, P. Reed B. Watson pairing first up? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that'll that'll give me some joy. So at least only one of them will come out of that group. <laughs> have you seen? Oh, have a look at the rest of the group. You've got Patrick Reed playing Bubba, and then you got fucking Neiman and Christian Bezudenhausen. It's not Bezudenhausen. Oh, well, I'm just mucking around. You know Bez- me. Come on, I'm, I'm ro- <laughs> this is this is rocket show. You just. He's not serious. Come on, Christian Roscoe. Yeah, Christian Bezoidenhurt. Oh, there we go. From City of Uh Who else is in there? Corey Connors, Matt Wolf. Pat Reed. Pat Reed could be. He loves a bit of match playing. He's actually been playing all right. I will go Pat Reed to beat Bubba Watson. Hands down. Oh, yeah. If I was to be trying to. Oh, this one I'll struggle to bet because you've got to try and pick a, who's going to come out of the groups. So. That'll be challenging. Abe versus Burnt Weisberger. I like Abe. You know, I always talk about Abe. Who do you see there getting through there? Actually, if the course is playing firm and fast, I reckon the the Abe will prevail. Ooh. Good match player, that man. Good match player. Here's a good matchup, round one. Westy, Westy versus Sergio. Is it? Yeah. The old TL Ryder Cup oh. teammates from 35. Have a look at the group, though. You've got Tyrrell versus Matt Wallace, and then you've got Westy versus Sergio. Good group. Actually, some good match players in there too. Ah, oh, big shot, Bob Scott. Another one of our favourites. Kevin, Kevin Nah. Uh, Kevin Nah. Big shot, Bob and Kevin Nah. I reckon Kevin Nah has got the potential to get under big shot, Bob's skin. I reckon. I, I listened to uh, so Kevin Nah did a, an episode with um, the No Laying Up guys. He's really. That's a really. That's really interesting stuff. Talked about his yips. Swing yips. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. There's a tip. Go and listen to that interview with uh, Kevin Noah and No Laying Up, Rocket's favourites. And also Hunter Mayhan one. That was amazing. That's amazing as well. Another golfer that sort of fell off the you know, face of the planet a little bit from... You know, I'm pulling yeah. for the mountain man. Anyone understand? Anyone watched Golf Boys too? They'll understand what I mean by the mountain man. Okay. Well, we will keep rolling on Rocket if we've got... Uh, it's going to be exciting. Who, let's pick a winner. 
Nice. Uh, Paul. Who? Paul. Cole. Okay. Paul. Look, I'm, I'm not going to pick a winner. I'm going to I'm going to pick Paul Casey to be in the final four. There you go. Mm, it's good, actually. I think he's done it before. I'd like to see Paul Casey win. Another one of my ageing favourites. <laughs> okay, mate. So it's time for Rockets Rabbit Hole. Boom, boom, boom. Nice and easy, nice and simple. I've already handed this one out to uh, a fellow uh, listener and um, absolutely he's already loved it. It's called I Am Athlete. It's a podcast hosted by Brandon Marshall, former NFL wide receiver, and it is absolutely amazing. So he's getting um, guests onto the show to talk about either their careers and talk about all sorts of topics. And my recommendation for the very first one to go and watch is the episode with Cam Newton, who is um, a former NFL um, league MVP. And he's now the current quarterback of the New England Patriots, just re-signed for one more year. And definitely a man that you know walks to the beat of his own drum, really understands who he is and what he's all about and what he's trying to do for the rest of his career beyond just football. And just it's just captivating. It goes for probably about an hour. You know, all these episodes, they're just five guys sitting around just talking. There's a chef. So Brandon Marshall has his own personal chef that he's had through his um, NFL career. And um, she comes in and they bring a dish in and they're eating and stuff like that. And it's just, they talk about that because he, he's got some other stuff that he owns and runs. And I think he owns a restaurant called um, uh, The Athlete. No. House of Athlete. That's what it's called uh, in New York. And yeah, it's just, it's just captivating. But yes, I am athlete, Brandon Marshall. The first one to watch is Cam Newton. Uh, you will not regret it. It is awesome. Okay, can you send me the link to that episode and I'll put it in the show notes? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Well, there you go. Another ring-a-dinger from Rocket. Just listening and reviewing and passing it on to you, our readers, listeners. So, Now, what have I got coming up? I've got an interview after this comes out. Probably the next episode that comes out, Rocket, is an interview that I did a little little while ago, a couple of weeks ago now, with um, Stephen Britton. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. You know Stephen? Stephen's a name that's familiar to you. He's he, the uh, current green head uh, at uh, Chevy Chase Club. Director of uh, golf operations. Uh, Used to be at um, Royal Melbourne. And, uh, yep, at Potomac. Yep, worked for the PGA Tour. So, um had a great chat with uh, Stephen a few weeks ago now, and uh, oh my god! Well, we, well, okay, you have to listen in to find out. But um, yeah, no, that's good. So that'll be the next one coming out uh, in the interview series, uh, Rocket. So yeah, all right, mate. I better go. I've got a uh, awards ceremony. You've got an award to uh, accept, hopefully. Well, let's uh, fingers crossed. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, you know, they were doing it in the studio, so it'll be like that. Um, you know, the, with the virtual wall behind and all of the faces tuned in. So um, Brett Ogle will be there doing his regular stand-up routine <laughs> and uh it's always good to see the burglar he's, he's he's funny in his own he's a legend hey um rocket it's been great catching up i'm glad you're feeling better i'll look forward to talking more about bamboogle with you and listeners at a later stage right now i'm going to check out and uh thanks for joining us everyone yes thank you